0: And that may sound rather complicated to you for one very good reason. It is rather complicated. But you are listening to the Home Service, so don't be misled even when our announcer comes on and says, This is the BBC Light
1: Programme. Oh, I say, I say, wait a minute, wait a here, How do you do? How do you do? Come here often.
2: Well, only when I have some announcing to do. Ah, what do you say? Oh, nothing much. Uh, things like, um, This is the BBC Light Programme. Oh, that's very good, isn't it? <laughs>
3: nice. Yeah. Go on, say again, just once. No, rather not. No, go on, be a devil.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't it sound so trite. Well, trite. <laughs> oh, very well. This is the BBC Light Program. Oh, mm,
3: marvellous. <laughs> good. Here, Hugh, what would you say if you were an announcer and you had to say something like that? How would you do it? Something like that. Oh, that's nice, too. <laughs> I say, Betty... Come here, meet an announcer.
4: Why, is he nice?
3: Charming. You know he says things beautifully. And he's got the cleverest little catchphrase. Oh, what? And this it's the BBC Lion Programme.
4: Oh, how divine. I must listen. And so
2: you shall. Go on, Mr. Announcer. Oh, all right. This is the BBC Light Programme.
4: Oh, it's out of this world. Oh, <laughs> she hasn't
2: finished yet. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever happens during the next 30 minutes will certainly be beyond our care.
0: We know ladies We
1: know what do you mind? do you mind keeping quiet? I, what did he say? He said keep quiet. Oh, sorry. Thank you.
2: Among those taking part are Hilary St. Up John Crumble, Marjorie Hochflitch, Sir Cranworthy crittington Groyle, Fatima Higgins, Gladys Rumbold, Alderman George Simcox, and of course Mr. Kenneth Horne, who prefers to remain anonymous. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenneth Horne.
0: Hello and good evening. Well, first of all, here's a special message to all our listeners in Iceland. Wrap up. <laughs> Well, now, tonight, tonight I was going to talk to you about current affairs, but quite frankly, I've never had an affair with the current, so... <laughs> instead, let me tell you about some of the things that happened to me last week. On Monday, I attended a wine-tasting festival. On Tuesday, I was told that I had a good time on Monday. <laughs> but just the same Tuesday evening, I popped into the Polyberger, but there wasn't much on, so... <laughs> so instead, I went along to the Poetry Lovers Guild at Oxshott and I listened to some rather unusual verse reading given by a young lady from Gloucester. <laughs> She'd obviously led a very full life. <laughs> On Wednesday, I went to Gloucester. <laughs> Thursday, I spent all the morning digging in the garden and mowing the lawn. Afternoon, I played four sets of tennis, and I won them all. What's more, I felt as fresh as a daisy in I don't want you to think I'm boasting, but I must say that lots of men half my age just couldn't have managed it. I suppose it's because I always keep myself in tip top condition. Friday, I couldn't move. <laughs> but Saturday was really an eventful day. I remember that morning, I'd got up earlier than usual. Yes, Prudence, I'm in the bath. What is it?
5: Uh, Mr Owen, your breakfast nearly ready. Oh, thank you.
0: Oh, Prudence? Uh, yes, sir? Have you seen anything in my midget submarine?
5: No, I haven't.
0: Oh, that's funny. It was here in the bath the last time I reviewed the fleet. <laughs> now, let's see, cruisers, battleship, destroyer, aircraft, carrier, woo Oh, it's all right, Prudence, I found it. I'll come right down. <laughs>
6: Morning, Morning,
0: Mr. Hall. Oh, good morning, Prudence.
5: Here's your paper, sir, and the morning post. Oh, now, come along, sir. Your breakfast will be getting cold. All right,
0: all right. Well, now, let's just have a look at the crossword, shall we? One down, one down. What you'd expect to find in a monastery garden. (laughs) Four letters. Oh, I can't be bothered with the thing this morning. Let's have a look at some of these letters. Ah, now, here's an invitation to dinner.
2: Captain and Mrs. it is struve request the pleasure of your company at a champagne supper at Barrington Towers on the occasion of their winning the first divvy on the football pool.
0: <laughs> ah, sounds rather jolly. Oh, here's another invitation. Now, what does this one say?
2: Mr. Humphrey Boreham-Stiff
3: will be at home at 7.30 on the evening of the 14th.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, and so will Kenneth Horne. <laughs> oh, this one looks interesting. We should like to have you for luncheon on the 28th. Signed, the South Borneo Cannibals Association. <laughs> now, what else is there? This one looks exciting, exotic perfume, tiny, lady-like handwriting. Who could it be? Oh, it's from Pat Lancaster.
5: Dear Ken, I've been going through several songs for the new show and I think perhaps you might like a song from South Pacific. It's called A Cockeyed Optimist. P.S. It goes like this. When the sun is the bright canary yellow I forget every cloud I've ever seen So they call me a cockeyed optimist Immature and incurably green. I have heard people rant and rave and bellow that we're done and we might as well be dead. But I'm only a cockeyed optimist, and I can't get it into my head. I hear the human race is falling on its face and hasn't very far to go. But every whippoorwill will is selling. A bill and telling me it just ain't so. I could say life is just a bowl of jello and appear more intelligent and smart, but I'm stuck like a doof with a thing called hope. And is falling on its face and hasn't very far to go but every whippoorwill is selling me a bill and telling me it just ain't so I could say life is just a bowl of jello and appear more intelligent and smart but I'm stuck like a dope with a thin
0: I think the song she suggests should be jolly good. In fact, I can't wait to hear it. Might get a nice, uh, nice round of applause afterwards, probably, too. Oh, dear, look, what's this? OHMS. HMS. Good heavens, it's from my income tax office.
3: Dear sir, you may not be aware of this, but a proposal has been made to pull down your local income tax offices and to erect in its place a theatre. A protest meeting will be held at 11.15 on Saturday when we hope to have your support.
0: What a nerve. I wouldn't dream of going.
3: P.S. Don't forget you still owe us some money.
0: You can certainly count on my support. <laughs> now, what time does it say? 11.15? Oh, good heavens, I must hurry. It's only four doors away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a protest meeting? Right inside, sir. You're just in time. <laughs> My friends, this is indeed a most serious business. Yeah. Yeah. If this tax office is pulled down, it will be the thin end of the week. Yeah. More and more tax offices will go, and less and less people will be paying income tax. Yeah. Yeah, it is
0: yeah. grief, Oh, I'm terrible, sorry.
2: (laughs) My friends, one day income tax may become a memory of the past. But mark my words, no form of entertainment, however sordid or debased it might be, will ever take the place of the living, breathing commissioners of Inland
4: Revenue. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Chairman, may I make a proposition? All
0: all depends what it is, madam. Well... (laughs)
4: In the view of the fact that our premises are to be demolished to make way for a place of entertainment, I should like to put it to the meeting that we anticipate their scheme by ourselves supplying entertainment in income tax offices. You know, a, a sort of pails-you laugh service. <laughs> 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 or um, assessments with a smile. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, at that point I left. Quite frankly, the whole idea of entertainment and income tax offices gave me quite a lot to think about. I mean, can you imagine what it'd be like to walk into your local tax office one day and be greeted by this sort of thing?
3: Well, hello there. This is your genial host and Compare, 247, Oblique Stroke 2984, Oblique Stroke 38, Subsection D, saying good afternoon and welcome to the Income Tax Show. Yes, if we can bring just one smile to one little face today, then somebody slipped up somewhere. (laughs) And now, dear sir or madam, with reference to our show, I am commanded by the Commissioners of Inland Revenue to bring you Government Grant and his Whitehall steel band. Income tax, income tax Everybody hates income tax People's hearts are
1: filled with hope that little puff on the loop. A married man with no family was claiming an allowance on Schedule D. He came to children and in that place he wrote the words Watch this space. Income tax, income tax Everybody hates income tax Ninety and six is the
3: surtax rate So wonder everybody
4: doesn't emigrate Hey-oh! Men businessman coming, I want to
0: go home. A businessman whose name you needn't know to Paris with his secretary had to go. The expense was allowed as necessary. A successful trip, not a word to busy. Income tax, income tax.
2: Everybody hates income tax. We brought you the news that you wanted to hear in tonight's report on the fiscal
0: year. Oh, lay.
3: And now, to deal with your tax problems, here is Miss Romney
4: Marshes. It's been a worrying week for some of you. (laughs) The particularly um, anxious blue eyes of Finchley. (laughs) No, dear, under no circumstances should you accept a present of 51% of the preferred ordinary shares or you'll find that in no time at all he'll be giving you the business. (laughs) And now now we turn to Lonely of the Conservative Club Moscow. (laughs) You! that since you've been out of the country, your wife's taxes have got in arrears. Tell her as nicely as you can to take them out of arrears and send them to the nearest tax office. (laughs) Well, now, our last problem comes from Goldilocks of South Kensington, who is actually with us today. Would you come up here, please, Goldilocks of South Kensington? Goldilocks, come along, Goldilocks, dear. Don't be bashful now. Come along. That's right.
0: Well, I, I wish I hadn't written to you now.
4: <laughs> oh, come. Yeah. Yeah. My dear, we're all friends here. Now, what is your problem, Goldilocks? <laughs>
0: Well, you you know, on in the income text form, there's a little box affair, and it says, "Do not write in this space."
4: Yes.
0: Well, I wrote in it.
4: <laughs> oh, did you now? Well, um, let's have a look at what you wrote. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I think this should be dealt with by our expert from the Treasury, Mr Maltravers!
1: Hello? Who called? Somebody want
4: me? (laughs) Yes, Mr Maltravers. Perhaps you'd read this. Hey,
1: that's putting it a bit strong, isn't it? I'd never have thought this of you, dear.
4: I didn't write it. He did.
1: Oh, that's all right, then, Mrs Marshes. You'd better leave this to me. Now, sir, first of all, I think I should point out that, of course, we can't possibly do what you suggest... However,
6: <laughs> if you
1: feel if you feel that we have assessed you rather harshly, then we'll give you a chance to reduce the tax payable in our new quiz game, Beat the Assessor. Oh, thank you. Now then, sir, for each question answered correctly, we halve your tax, but should you fail to answer them, then your tax is doubled, right? Right. Right. First question. What is the difference between a red plush carpet? Give reasons.
0: Well, uh, I suppose you might say that the overall effect is dependent on... I'm sorry, sir,
1: your time is up. Bad luck. That's doubled your assessment, but you're still in the game. Now, question number two. Number two, listen carefully. There is a cage 30 feet long containing a full-grown Bengal tiger. At each end of the cage, there is a hole through which the tiger can put its head. Right? the tiger runs down the cage at 30 miles an hour and sticks its head through one hole. He then runs up the cage at 40 miles per hour and sticks his head through the other hole. Then down the cage at 50 miles an hour and sticks his head through the first hole, up the cage at 60 miles an hour and sticks his head through the other. Now the question is, at what speed will the tiger be travelling when it can stick its head through both holes at once? (laughs)
0: Let me see. uh, Four no trumps.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. You failed to beat the assessor, which means you now owe us the sum of (laughs) £15,942. But now it's the jackpot question and your chance to wipe out your entire debt by answering just one simple musical question. Right. Can we have the blindfold, please? There. That's it. Now, you can't see, can you, sir? No. Good. Then listen. Now, what tune is this and who is playing it?
7: Soldier, soldier,
0: won't you marry me With your musket, fife and drum? Oh, thank you, style of the Malcolm Mitchell Trier. <laughs> soldier,
7: soldier, won't you marry me With your musket, fife and drum? How could I marry such a pretty girl as thee when I've got no boots to put on? Oh, how can I marry such a pretty girl as thee when i got no boots to put on? Well, off to the cobbler she did go as fast as she could run. Run! I bought him a pair of the best that were there and the soldier put them on. She bought him a pair of the best that were there and the soldier put them on. Oh, well, soldier, soldier, won't you marry me with, with your, your musket fife on. and drum? Oh. How could I marry such a pretty girl as thee when I got no socks to put on? How can I marry such a pretty girl as thee when I got no socks to put on? Off to the haberdasher she did go as fast as she could run Run. Bought him a pair of the best that were there and the soldier put them on She bought him a pair of the best that were there and the soldier put them on Soldier, soldier, won't you marry me with your musket, fife and drum? How could I marry such a pretty girl as thee when I've got no pants to put on? How could I marry such a pretty girl as thee when I've got no pants to put on? Well, off to the tailor, she did go as fast as she could run. Run! Bought him a pair of the best that were there and the soldier put them on. She bought him a pair of the best that were there and the soldier put them on. Soldier, soldier, won't you marry me with your musket, fife and drum? Oh, how could I marry such a pretty girl as thee? With a wife and a baby at home With With a wife wife and a baby baby at home With a a wife and a baby at home With a wife and a baby at home (laughs)
2: Welcome to the special Kenneth Horne documentary feature, Hornorama. <laughs> yes, each week at this time, Kenneth Horn and his team of investigators will bring you a factual report on topics of immediate interest. <laughs> and tonight we present a close up on atomic power. Is it here to
0: stay? And if so, are we? <laughs> well, now, what is atomic power? I'll just ask this policeman. Morning, Constable. Uh, good morning, sir. I wonder if you could help. Yes, certainly, sir. Well now, Constable, what is atomic power?
3: Oh, well now, sir. The atomic power now. That happens to be one of my pet subjects, as you might say. Oh, splendid. Well, perhaps you'd tell us all you know. Certainly, sir. Thank sir. You. On the 15th of June, I was proceeding in a southeaster direction up half moon <laughs> when well, I perceived a motor vehicle parked on one side of the road. Thinking there was something odd about the date, I approached. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Quite so, officer,
0: yes. But what is atomic power? I'm coming to that, sir.
3: Well, I take down my notebook and I duly go up to the owner of the aforementioned motor vehicle and I say. Uh, no, I say. <laughs> I suppose you're aware, sir, that this here vehicle is causing an obstruction to the other motor vehicles used in the street. Yeah,
0: Constable, uh, very interesting indeed. But what is atomic power?
3: Let me tell it in me own way, sir. Now, at this point, I observed the driver of this particular vehicle was beginning to get a bit nasty about the situation. Well, now you know us London policemen. It isn't often we have to resort to the use of force and the execution of our duty. But on this occasion, I'm afraid I had to bring into operation my handcuffs and take the driver into custody. And that's why, as you can see, one handcuff is attached thus to my right wrist, and the other. Well,
0: now he's gone. (laughs) He's (laughs) gone. What is atomic power? Doesn't anybody know what it is?
8: Yes, I think I may be able to help. Here's my card.
0: Oh, uh, thank you. very glad to have you with us, Mr. Uh, Mr. Henry Spindlethrow of the International Atomic Research Association. Well, now, sir, perhaps you'll just briefly tell us all about it, will you? Certainly.
8: Well, you see, uh, a formulae uh, for this inexpressive of mathematics. Would you like that?
0: Yes, I would. Please <laughs> yes. go on those lines. <laughs>
8: Well, the average curriculum at the 11 or plus C gives it the half CM of each <laughs> squared D. You see? Uh, and that, uh, and the basic fundamental. <laughs> a fundamental of it was the first formation of the solar system where <laughs> exploding. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, I quite understand that now. Now, um, uh, a lot of us, I know, uh, I and in common with many other people, have been worried about fallout. What is your view on that? I'm
8: glad you asked me that one. <laughs> yes. Well, where that of the mercy in the holy doom, fall out folly and constrain it. The Porsche heard the certain merchant of venison. <laughs>
0: Now, tell me, how does, uh, how does nuclear fission come into all this?
7: Ah,
8: yes, yes. Well, now, there, uh, there is a real concentration before the zeta exploding most of the escape electrodes. <laughs> See? And uh, it manifests, or shall I give you a manifest in a practical form? I it? think it
0: would be better that way, yeah. <laughs>
8: Yes, well, there you see, In the average lighter will gradually develop its sound a very tiny, tridly howdy lighter which it and burn away half the cigar into the throcus so of the larynx of the human beal, you see. Also, uh, it's going to make it simple of the housewife in the laundrette where rotating the blankie. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes,
0: mm. yes that, uh, that I can understand very easily. Now, now, sir, it has been nice of you. Nice of you to come along here today. Have you got some message that you'd like to go away with and, or send over to, to mankind, really? To tell us about atomic power and the benefits that it can bring.
8: May I do it in the words of the poem? Yes,
0: I'd be glad to you it. Yes.
8: Well, here um, and where that or the average walking, I'll do Shakespeare for it again if I'm amazed at most, where you walk or strutty on that stage, then scan the leader for your newspaper page and suffer your most for day for day. The human being put his nose to the grindstone, all will be well at form. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, uh,
0: Well, now, now that we know what atomic power is, how will it affect our everyday lives? Well, one day, undoubtedly, it'll take the place of our present heating system.
5: George!
0: What is it?
5: It's getting quite cold in here. Pop out and fill up the scuttle with some more uranium.
2: Oh, all right. I'll just chuck this last bit on the fire. (laughs) slightly stuff. <laughs>
0: and then again in the kitchen of the future pride of place will go to the atomic pressure cooker
4: Edith, Charles, Peter Robin, come along dinner's on the ceiling <laughs>
0: But perhaps one of the most interesting developments will come when it's possible atomically to control the weather.
4: Hello? Air Ministry? Yes. Just one moment, I'll put you through to the weather controller.
3: Weather controller.
1: Uh, Agriculture here. I say, old man, the crops in the Dorset area are getting a bit parched. Could you possibly lay on a rather heavy downpour for us?
3: Yes, got that. Heavy downpour, Dorset area. Just a minute. (laughs) Hello, your heavy downfall will be starting in ten seconds from now.
2: Cool. <laughs> oh, hello, Arthur. That rain come down a bit sun, didn't it? My rheumatism there's a half-pringe in me of something chronic. Ah,
1: fair throwing it down it is. Terrible weather. I don't care what they say. If you ask me, I reckon it's all these atoms that are doing it.
0: <laughs> yes, I think it is too. Well, so much for the future. Now, what of atomic power today? Well, it's still mostly in the experimental stage. And the other day, I visited one of our principal atomic research stations. Halt! Who goes there? All right, no need for alarm. It's only me.
3: Oh, who's me?
0: Kenneth Horne. I'm from the BBC. No, 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 no. No, you don't understand. I'm not from workers' playtime. I got a personal letter of introduction to the director of research.
3: Very good, sir. You'll find him in the radioactivity room.
0: I see. How will I recognise him?
3: Quite easy, sir. He's the one that glows. (laughs) Thank you. Ah,
0: uh, Kenneth Hall. Yes, that's right. Well, now, sir, perhaps you'd tell me exactly what you do here. Oh, pleasure. Well, now, uh, you see this machine here? Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think it is? What, this one? Hmm. Well, I'd say it was a super regurgitating calculator.
7: Oh.
2: Uh, ever did you know?
0: was just a shot in the dark. <laughs> How does
2: it work? Well, first we get some plutonium and then we get some uranium and we mix them all together in this cyclotron and then we turn on the gas and before you can say Joseph flock, we raise it to a temperature of 60,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Good gracious. What's it used for? (laughs) Making toast. (laughs) Oh, now, now. Now, you just make yourself at home and don't steal any secrets. (sighs) Bye.
0: Bye. (laughs) Well, that gives you a rough idea of how they're carrying on in atomic research, but um, what of the future? Soon perhaps interplanetary travel will become an everyday affair, enabling the people from two different worlds to meet in friendship and universal goodwill. Perhaps even in our time, we shall see a flying saucer from another planet land in the very heart of London its passenger to be greeted with traditional British ceremony.
3: I'm very sorry, sir, you can't park that here. Now, I I want your name and (laughs) number.
0: Well, there you are. There'll be another honorama next week when the subject will be Coal is the Outlook Black. (laughs) Also in next week's programme we have the Norwegian Fisherfolks Ballet Company in La Vie en Rose on Toast (laughs) Horace Tindersley performing Seal and the massed pipes and drums of the Wickhampton Building Society (laughs) So until next week this is Kenneth Horne saying goodbye for now and remember, whatever you do don't gossip about butter knives You know how those things spread. Come on. (laughs)
2: Listening to i have just missed Beyond Our Ken, a sort of radio show which gave employment to Kenneth Horne and also to Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, Ron Moody, Patricia Lancaster, Stanley Unwin, the Malcolm Mitchell Trio, and the BBC Review Orchestra conducted by Harry Rabinowitz. The script, believe it or not, was written, and letters of complaint should be sent to Eric Meniman and Barry Took. However, the onus must inevitably fall on our producer, Jake's Brown. <laughs>